Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Don Fite, a retired priest of the Diocese of Youngstown. Welcome, Father. Thank you, Tim. It's good to be with you as we bring this week to a conclusion. It's talking now about uh, what's going to happen even after Jesus ascends. Uh, what's going to be next? Well, we all, we all want to know what it's going to be like. So when we say in the Creed that Jesus will come to judge the living and the dead, do we know how Jesus will come back into the world and, and what will it be like? The one thing we don't know for sure, Jesus made it quite clear, Tim, did he not, that we don't know when. And that fascinates people uh, who want to have an idea of just exactly when it's going to happen. We know that he did speak himself uh, when he said there will be great tribulations uh, unless, unless the Lord shortens those days. No living creature could be saved from them, but uh, for the sake of the elect, he said, uh, the days will be shortened. Uh, so what's going to happen? There will be terrible times of suffering. Uh, there, there's going to be a uh, just what we call the tribulations of the, well, uh, do we not speak of the, uh, uh, the fact that uh, Satan has power. God has not taken away his power yet, and so he will do all he can uh, to bring down the church, to bring down the believers, to make sure nobody's ready for it. But we also know that St. Uh, John, in his book in Revelation, talks about St. Michael uh, leading the angels against Satan. And so we know that every attempt to, to, to stop the victory uh, of the last judgment day, it's, it's to be a day of victory. It's to be a day of the final consummation of all that Jesus has done for us and wills for us. And so uh, uh, the Catechism says it's going to be a definitive victory day uh, over evil. It'll be, it'll be visible. Uh, archangels will, you know, these are symbols again, but uh, there's going to be a blowing of trumpets. There's going to be an announcement of a great and wonderful thing that's happening where we'll all know all over the universe, wherever we are uh, in this little world of ours, we know that we'll know this is the day that he's coming. Huh? And it begins what the uh, book of Revelation says, a whole new heavens, a whole new earth. Do I know exactly what that means? None of us do, do we? We just know it sounds very good, very wonderful. Um, when he will wipe away our tears, when he will destroy death forever, uh, when the former things will have passed away. Um, how's this all happen? Uh, well, we don't know all the details, but we know we'll be face to face with God. We'll be looking at God. And uh, that that's what's going to happen. Uh, this judgment is a, it's, it's a beginning of uh, uh, a judgment day uh, when he comes. And when he judges us, uh, how does he judge us? We all know, we've been taught um, very truly that uh, when I die, in my own personal death, uh, is my day of accountability. I will face my Lord, and uh, I will be judged in personal uh, judgment. But that more than that, what the day we're talking about, when he comes back into the world in all his glory, Jesus will come as the Lord of heaven and earth. 
and he describes it in Matthew 25. Uh, most of us who go to church those Sundays uh, right before uh, Advent begins, uh, around that season of the year, uh, when we get into the year of Matthew, as we call it, Matthew 25 is proclaimed when Jesus says, the Son of Man will come in all his glory and gather everyone there. Huh? It's going to be a, uh, an experience beyond what we can comprehend. Uh, well, Adam and Eve will be there and so will everybody that lived from the beginning until that moment will all be there. And we know that, uh, that there will be a universal judgment uh, when he comes and we'll all be judged on our love of God and our love of neighbor. Huh? Uh, did you love me? And uh, when it comes down to it, he's going to say, you love me? You love me, Tim, because you took care of me. And you, Tim, you're going to think, <laughs> well, Jesus, I would have liked to, but I didn't see you. Yes, you did, Tim. What you did for your family, what you did for a neighbor, what you did for somebody in need, you were doing for me. Uh, and we'll look at him and find that hard to believe, I suppose. That, I served you then, Jesus. Um, I didn't even think of you at that moment. I just did what I, what my heart told me to do. And uh, uh, we'll be judged on, did we do charity for the Lord? Did we give him what he needed in his moment of suffering? His, the justice that people need, the charity they need, did I give it? Um, St. John of the Cross said that in the end, we will be judged by love. And that's so mm -hmm. simply put and so yeah. succinct. But it goes back to the two commandments that Jesus gave. That's right. Love God first and above all things, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. So it, it's very simple, but it's it's simpler said than done. Yes. And uh, aren't we privileged to know that the very one who's judging us is the one who gave his all in that moment we talked about earlier this week when he surrendered his life totally in his moment of crucifixion and death on the cross, he's the very one who can look at me and say, I gave my all for you. you know, and as long as we were willing to accept it, we know that salvation is his gift to us. Uh, how horrible it will be. Uh, the Lord never says, well, uh, the, the goats, as he speaks of them, uh, the ones who closed their hearts and did not give love. That they will be saved too. He never says anything like that at all. Depart from me, you accursed ones. You're cursed because you did not open your hearts. Your cursing is not my will for you. It's your decision for yourself to separate yourself from all that you could have been and all that you could have given. You chose not to do it and you chose not to open your heart to me. Well, I, I didn't choose to reject you, Jesus. When you rejected them, you rejected me. That's why I think it's so important to have a daily prayer life, whether it's going to daily Mass, saying the rosary, or just saying personal prayers, if we get in the habit of doing it every day, yes. then we will be in the habit of loving God and loving the people that God puts in our life. That's right. And, and again, it's got to be a daily thing because at some point in the near future, our death is going to occur and we need to be ready. And the, if, to my way of thinking, the best way to be ready is to have that habit of prayer and love. Because to me, prayer and love are synonymous. If I'm praying for you, I'm loving you. If I'm praying to God and communicating with God, I'm loving God. I like the way you say that, Tim. That's really, that's so precious. Uh, you know, how could you be in prayer? It would be a contradiction, wouldn't it? Be to be in prayer with the God of love and then turn around and not be loving. That's why we feel so horribly <laughs> guilty when we do sin. Even if it's faults that are not major, still we know that we have failed in love. 
Every sin ultimately is putting myself first instead of love. And I think the closer we get to God, the more glaring our sins are, the more obvious they are. That's right. Because we're not loving and we're not being Christ-like or not, we're not being like God. That's right. So uh, question 112 asks, how will Jesus judge us and the whole world when he comes in glory at the end of the time? Uh, he will judge us as the way, the truth, and the life. So he will be looking at us, letting us see how we did follow him. Follow me, you know. Uh, how did we believe? I am the truth. Did we seek the truth? Did we surrender to the truth that he taught? Um, I am the life. Did we open our hearts to the life that he offered us? Did we take his body and take his blood into ourselves? Uh, did we let ourselves be filled with his life? Uh, he will show uh, what is of lasting value to, to him, to his father. Uh, the Catechism says, uh, it's, it's how will we be judged? What will be like? It will be a moment of, of great joy, even with the sorrow of knowing that we didn't love him perfectly. There will be the joy and the gratitude of knowing that, thank you, Jesus, that you gave all for me and forgave me. And I, I just trust you. Um, each, that daily prayer you're speaking of is that daily surrender. Jesus, forgive me, but I still trust that you love me. I'm going to love you. Even if it's imperfect, I'm going to love you anyhow. That's right. Even That's right. if I love my neighbor less than perfectly, I'm going to love my neighbor anyhow yeah. the best that I can. Amen. Father, there's a, there's a big discussion about the rapture and the end times, uh, not so much among Catholics, but mostly among our uh, non-Catholic Christian brothers. Could you explain what's wrong with the rapture teaching and why the Catholic Church doesn't ascribe to this teaching. Sure, Tim, and um, I, th I think uh, most likely um, some Catholics too are very caught up in the. You know, I've, I've had quite a few friends of mine say, "Well, I read that book. You know, one of the ones about the uh, come again. What's it called? The um, uh, the rapture of the end times. Yeah, uh, left behind. Left series. behind. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes, that those all those novels uh, that have been teaching that somehow. Uh, the, the, the idea of the rapture is that there is a, the second coming of the Lord that we believe in has a prelude, so to speak, for those who are saved, uh, who have given their life so to almost Jesus. So there's like three comings. There's a yeah, second there's, and the third, uh, there's a, yeah, the, according to the rapture the, Yeah, the theory. first coming is here, uh, of course, when Jesus came the first time, but now there's a second coming uh, in which uh, the word rapture means to be snatched up. And it, it finds its, uh, its origin in, in St. Paul uh, in his letter to the Thessalonians when he says, you know, there's going to be, the saints are going to be caught up into the clouds with Jesus. Um, uh, some Christians uh, came up with an idea that there's going to be different stages of how God works with us and that the age uh, of, the, uh, of the church uh, is, is now going to... It's, it's that stage where the church is going to be raptured up. It's going to escape the next seven years after that happens, that that's going to be the time of tribulation. And uh, far be it from us to have to endure that if we're truly saved. Jesus will spare us that. And uh, we won't have to endure. the, the it's, a, it's a very comforting idea that get ready because you'll get a chance to be raptured up, to, be, to escape the sufferings. And Really, when you look at 2,000 years so far of Christianity, uh, we have never believed that there's a secret and special rapturing up of the saints. 
uh, before the end time, before the real second coming. Um, no, uh, we've always been taught what Jesus said, be ready, you do not know when I will come for you. But there's no special escape <laughs> from uh, the possibility of persecution, the time of uh, being tested. Uh, we may live to endure that. Uh, we may die through it as martyrs, but uh, we've always believed that uh, um, there's no escape. And the rapture gives you a little chance to, to escape from what is the real second coming of the Lord. Uh, we've always believed that we are soldiers, militant soldiers of Jesus, and that we, we have to continue to work with him to fight evil and to change things as best we can. Um, and so right up until the end, we who are followers of Jesus are gonna be reaching out to people in time of suffering. And that's the real uh, thing that gets escaped by some people who think that God is going to start punishing us and uh, no, uh, yes, he will allow tribulation, but he wants us to give his love to people who are suffering right up until the day he comes in glory. So as Catholics, we don't have to worry about being left behind. We do not at all. We just need to focus unless on we, our love for God. Unless we, yeah, unless we surrender our faith, we could always do that. God forbid. Okay. Can we have a blessing, Father, please? Yes. Dear Lord, we ask you to bless everybody listening this week that they might know the beauty of their faith in Jesus until they see him in glory. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, and this has been Tim Perry. Until next time, may God richly bless you and yours. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, Log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.